What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into a Sunday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsDuckMatt. We're here every morning on BettingPros.com, and we're always being brought to you by BetMGM. All right, so I come on the podcast today, and I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty frustrated. I'm pretty annoyed with myself. And I told you that the regression for player props was going to come, and I was bracing myself for them, but I previewed it last night that if I went 0-2 today, we would stop betting half a unit on the player props and we'd go back to quarter units, which is what we're going to do today. Uh, look, you don't hit things at 80% consistently, and uh, now I've gone one for my last seven bets on the NBA player props as Bogdanovich does not score over 14.5 points and Joe Harris does not score over 11.5 points. Both those were very high on the on our betting pros uh, NBA prop bet cheat sheet. So I'm going to pause it for a while. Okay, we're going to cool. We're going to take some time. We're going to reassess. We're going to kind of recycle things through here a little bit to let things come back down and figure out where we're going to go here, because this is what happened when we were talking to my friend Jill Gallant from Odd Shark a lot about the money line bets for underdogs in the first half of the NBA season. A hundred dollar better would have been up like five grand if they bet just every game money line dog. Well, the same bet in the second half of the year, you'd be down like four thousand dollars. So things do tend to level off. Things do tend to come to their level. And that's where we are here with the player props. So because of that, I'm going to take a couple of days and we're just going to rest and we're not going to force it. We're not going to chase. Okay, but we've lost, you know, oh, and four, I think last two days. So that's two units down on on NBA player props. And it's really annoying because I would have had a two and one day yesterday if I didn't have for the player props. But instead, it's a two and three day yesterday because hockey's burned us, man. The the wild lose in overtime to the St. Louis Blues. Now, that just flat out stunk. Okay, there's no way around that. With their 2-1 lead, Blues tie it, and then the Wild lose it in overtime. That was a kick to the groin, and I wasn't really happy to see that. But we had Will Zillatoris in that head-to-head against Brian Harmon. We got that right for a half a unit, so that was nice to see that come in. And then we got the... What was our other bet yesterday? Uh, I'm blanking on the other bet that we had that hit for us. Uh, oh, because the White Sox were rained out. We added Mackenzie Dern on the money line at plus 108 for a half a unit to win her fight. I should have taken by submission. The way she wins her fights are by submission. It was plus 280 by submission, and she got it in the first round, late in the first round of the UFC fight. And I just was like, all right, let's just guarantee a win and not get greedy. But if you took by submission, that was great. It, was, it rose before the, the fight started. It didn't make a whole lot of sense as to why that fight was going up, but it rose. And so I got plus 108. But if you bet the submission, it's plus 280. I know a bunch of you guys in the Discord channel bet it both, both to win and by submission. So that was a nice little cash for you guys. I just got the, the, the half unit win right at plus 108. So that was nice. Uh, but we wind up down for the day. And pretty much up a little for the week. Now, we still have a winning week, which is we'll take that every time. But it's uh, we really cut into our winnings big time over the last two days. And so we're here on a Sunday trying to get rolling here and trying to start things up. So let's talk about where we are for the Masters going into the final round. So what we know of the bets we made, we are not looking great. All right. So the Dustin Johnson top 10 bet, he didn't make the cut. That bet's dead. The Patrick Cantlay top 10 bet 
that bet's dead. Okay, so we're down one unit already there. John Rom to win to finish in the top ten. John Rom right now is tied for twenty first as they start play for the fourth and final round. More on John Rom in just one second. That's still alive for top ten. He needs to shoot a little score today to get there. Top ten. And Justin Thomas threw up all over himself going down the stretch after the stoppage on Saturday. He just collapsed and he went, I mean, just completely and totally fell apart. And now if you look at the leaderboard, he's tied for 13th. So he can still make the top 10 if he bounces back, but he completely and totally just blew his shot at winning this. He's not winning this tournament. He's 10 strokes back. Okay. A triple bogey. Eight on the par five 13th. The only one recorded there this week after the stoppage. I mean, just horrific. Hideki Matsuyama was on fire after the stoppage. The exact opposite happened for Justin Thomas, who is pretty much out of it right now for his chance to win this thing. Matsuyama's got a four-stroke lead as we start with a litany of golfers, including Justin Rose, Mark Leishman, Will Torres, seven unders, and Oshoffley, all at seven under par. Thomas is one under. So if he comes back and shoots a 67 again on Sunday today, he probably finishes in the top 10. So that bet for him at plus 130 is still alive. John Rahm, as I mentioned, at he's tied for 21st at even par. He needs to shoot something in the mid-60s. Like he's gone 72, 72, 72. He needs something magical on Sunday. Can he do that? Sure. He's done it before, but we really need him to play really well on Sunday. So that would be at even money. So if we get even money and plus 130, well, that covers everything for the five other bets that we had here. Okay, so we'll be flat. So because of that reason, I'm going to double down a little bit. I'm going to push my luck a little bit with one master's bet coming up here for today. But it kind of is going to come down to John Rom. And if John Rom plays well on Sunday, we're going to be looking good. If he doesn't, it's going to be kind of a bummer situation. And we're going to kind of cringe and go, ouch, this really hurt. So. You know, one of the things about the Daily Juice, and it's been fun to have my two brothers here. I took them to Circus Sports here in Vegas and showed them that sports book, and they were just in awe. They made a bunch of bets at stations and a bunch of bets uh, at at Circa. It was just fun to be around them because what, they're 28 and 26, and they both gamble every day. And they just really, it was super fun to kind of be the big brother and take them around to everywhere and show them the ropes of gambling in Vegas and whatnot. And their eyes were just all saucers and really wide-eyed. And oh my gosh, this is so fun. And it is. It's just so incredibly fun. But one thing that was fun about the whole thing is that as I was going through my picks with them each and every day, a lot of them were like, so wait, you bet UFC and golf and baseball and you bet hockey and you like, like I was going through all the things, the daily Jews that we bet on. And yeah, that's what really makes this podcast unique that through my career now being a 44 year old guy, I've seen and been around so many different sporting events and so many different leagues. I do feel comfortable betting on all of these different things. And I try to give the only thing we haven't done much on. And I, my brother brought this up. He's like, didn't you bet NASCAR a lot during the, during COVID? And I was like, yeah, not a lot, but we did bet it. And I haven't bet it much. I do want to get back involved here. I'm not going to do it coming up today or I haven't really, I, I got to do more homework on it. I'm not really tapped into NASCAR right now, but I do want to get a couple of bets down at some point as we get away from the NCAA tournament and we have some more, some more options trying to find some more things. But that's what I love about the juice is that we have something for everyone and play, picks in place for everyone. So we do have a lot going here for the Masters. I do have one pick in hockey to get to, and I've got one NBA pick to get into that I've made bets I've made. Again, I'm not doing player props today, okay? 
just I just can't do it. I can't bring myself around to it. But here's where I'm going today. All right. First bet, as I mentioned, John Rom. He starts the day tied for 21st at even money. I got John Rom up against Bryson DeChambeau, who's tied for 31st at two over par, head to head at the Westgate here in Vegas. I got it at minus 130 for John Rom to shoot a, a better score than Bryson DeChambeau on Sunday. Bryson's gone 76, 67, 75. I don't think he can play this golf tournament the way he wants to. I don't think he's got a lot of game for Augusta. He's an incredible golfer and he could put up a crazy score. He's got the, the ability to hit these bomb pots and put it, put the ball in, you know, in places that nobody else can put them with his distance off the tee. But that's not what the Sunday golf course setup is like at Augusta. It's putting the ball in the right place. It's being in the right spot. It's being on the right side of the hole. And that's just not Bryson's game right now. So it is John Rahm's game. So Rahm at 72, 72, 72. Uh, if he shoots 72 again and we got 76, 67, 75, if Bryson shoots a 75 again or 76, we're going to be good here for a half a unit with John Rahm head to head against Bryson DeChambeau. I'm taking Rahm to have a big Sunday. All eyes for me will be on John Rahm. I need him to get hot. I need him to put up a low score. I need him to be in the top 10, and I need him to beat Bryson. Half a unit there, another half a unit on him on the top 10, even money. So John Rahm is going to make or break my masters, okay? That's going to make or break my masters betting coming up here. So cross our fingers. Hopefully, John Rahm plays really well today, and we got John Rahm against Bryson DeChambeau for half a unit at minus 130. All right, one NBA play I want to get into here. It's the Pelicans and the Cavs. So the Pelicans, the over is 7-1 in the Pelicans' last eight road games against a team with a losing record at home. Pelicans, the over is 6-1 in the Pelicans' last seven games as a road favorite, which they are here against the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers played yesterday, and... The Cavaliers won. Uh, the, sorry, they, they won against OKC, uh, and or I guess they played two days ago. And I'm looking at the Cavs here, and I know their numbers haven't been phenomenal, but they have been scoring. They scored 129 against OKC, 125 against San Antonio. Yesterday against Philadelphia, the Pelicans only scored 101 points. It was a really, or two days ago, it was a really weird game. I don't know what to make of that game. It's not, the Pelicans in the game before that scored 111. They gave up 139. Against Atlanta, they scored 107, gave up 123. Against Houston, they scored 122 and gave up 115. It just feels to me like this is a game where you have an up, an up-tempo, fast-paced Two fast-paced teams, and I think we see the over come in here. The total is two twenty-seven, and I think and I think the over is going to hit here. I, I like the over between these two teams, and I, I totally understand why people are looking at this and they're like, "Well, you know, I'm not really jumping up and down here for New Orleans because they're Zion, and then kind of after that is who, who? Where are they? Who are they? I." I'm a little bit perplexed by the way that Philadelphia game went, and I'm going to go ahead and bank on it being an anomaly, and I'm going to bank on it being you know a game that's not going to happen again here on a Sunday, and we're going to see more up-tempo. We're going to see more scoring here between these two teams because New Orleans to the over is 34-18 and 18 this year. Cleveland's 23-28-1. and 1. 
And but the over for the last four games for Cleveland has hit. The over has only hit once in the last three games for New Orleans. That's not typical. And now we have a 227, which is a pretty low number, considering they've had 231, they've had 237, they have 242. We're going over Cleveland and New Orleans here. 227 over for a half a unit. This is my bet, my pick for my brother Colin. So if my brother Colin gets this right, we'll tip my cap. He said, hey, what about New Orleans and Cleveland over? Given the fact that that game against Philadelphia was so weird, Cleveland's got to, I mean, New Orleans got to bounce back, you would think, offensively, right? And score more. And Cleveland doesn't really play defense, but they can score at times over 227, minus 110 for Cleveland and New Orleans in one hockey play. And we're going back to the old standby, Buffalo in the over. Here we go again for another bet against the Sabres. The Philadelphia Flyers are hosting the Buffalo Sabres here. The Flyers, the over is is 5-0 in the last five games as a home favorite, which they are a monster minus 240 favorite against Buffalo today. The over is 13-3 in the Flyers' last 16 games as a favorite in general here. Uh, The over is 24-9-2 over the last 35 meetings in Philadelphia between these two teams. And the over in general is 41-20-1. Over the last 62 meetings, the total is five and a half. We're going early morning, early, early afternoon start time in Philadelphia over for Buffalo in Philadelphia. I know there are some numbers that you know, look at the they kind of look at the, the under a little bit, but the over is seven and three in the Sabres last 10 road games. OK, and the over is five and two in the Sabres last seven games overall. We're going over five and a half for Buffalo in Philadelphia. You can shop around a little bit and try to find the best number there for you uh, with that one. But I, uh, from a from a juice perspective, but pretty much at the time of taping here, pretty much everybody is at five and a half here. And, and, and my guess is that the number is going to climb a little bit here uh, as the day goes, because I can't see. I, I'm shocked as to why the number is five and a half between these two teams. So we're going over. Maybe the early start time is scaring people away. Two o'clock Eastern time start time. Buffalo in Philadelphia over five and a half at minus 110. Okay, so our three bets going today. John Rahm over Bryson DeChambeau for minus 130 at a half a unit. We're going over 227 Cavaliers and the Pelicans. And we're going over five and a half goals. Sabres in Philadelphia, the Buffalo and Philadelphia Sabres and Flyers coming up today in the NHL. All right, a little bit of a lighter day. Three bets for us. No player props are coming in the Discord channel. Okay, I'm going to pump the brakes for a while. When I do go back to betting, NBA player props, they're going to go. We're going back to a quarter unit. All right. I'm just, we pushed our luck a little bit and it, it, this is what happens when you're hot, you ride that hot hand and then you get stuck. I don't like betting half units for that reason, because props are so volatile. They're just so incredibly. And I, I held off, I held off. I said, I'll do it for a week. I did it for a week and I paid the price. So not interested in doing it. We're now 29 and 12 on our NBA player props. We're going back to a quarter unit coming up after a couple of days off here. NBA player props will return, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week of this week. We will we will go back to the NBA player props. For right now, no NBA player props today in the Discord channel. We're just going to sit back, watch the Masters, enjoy it, and hope that John Rom plays his ass off coming up today here for the final round of the Masters. My name is Matt Peralta. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Every morning, it's the Daily Juice Podcast right here on bettingpros.com brought to you by BetMGM.